Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, do we have to have this conversation? So I think the starting point is, what is this conversation? Um, and I suppose it could apply to any conversation, but I think it comes up, at least with my clients, most often around the emotional work, the feeling work, the values work, the, the sort of deeper, um, less comfortable spaces. We're, we're, we're pretty comfortable in the cognitive and the logical. That's what school was about. That's what we're raised in. We know how to have debates. Um, but if you go off into that kumbaya, touchy-feely stuff, that we begin to get that, do we have to do this kind of question. I remember working with a team a number of years ago that was going through the early phases of really becoming a team. Uh, a number of people were new to the company. Uh, a number of people were right out of school. And uh, they were also grappling with some pretty difficult technical challenges, the software development team. And as part of that, as I was working with them, we were talking a lot about how they wanted to work together. And they were having, you know, and they were also talking a lot about what it was like um, at that sort of, you know, relational and emotional level. And I remember um, our product manager at one point coming out of a meeting and then walking into a small room saying, I don't want to talk about my feelings for a while. <laughs> <laughs> because we had been. And I think there are, there are other conversations, you know, there too, that it's, it's kind of like anytime it's difficult where there is a feeling that we're not making progress. So maybe we should just talk about something else or we're having to examine why we're really doing something or maybe we're being asked to reconsider what we will or won't be flexible about, like, for me, the do we have to have this conversation shows up most often when when it's hard, um, when they're not, usually when they're not conversations we're used to having. I think that's absolutely true. And, and it's the conversations we're not used to having them and thus we don't know how to have them. Totally out of our comfort zones. We're feeling pretty vulnerable. Um, we may be sort of more blocked, so things are dragging and feeling slower. Uh, if you've got a good facilitator, you're probably getting some silence in there. That might not be too comfortable. <laughs> so there's all of that in there. And then the question comes up, do we have to have this conversation? And for me, the answer is, that depends. If I'm your facilitator, I'm not going to tell you you have to. Not my job. But it is my job to sort of predict for you what the consequence, what the outcome, what the impact of that choice will be. And I would say nine times out of 10, I'm working with a client who has very clearly said to me, I want to be in consensus. I want to be a strong agile team. I want a team where people can show up with ideas. I want creativity and I want um, integration across things. And I, I want communication to be really good. And I'm going to say that almost always avoiding that conversation whatever it is is going to reduce the effectiveness of all those other things i just talked about yeah my experience is that uh the answer do we have to have this conversation uh, the answer to that question is um 
only if you want a different result than the one you've been getting. Yeah. Because if the reason why, if the difficulty that you're experiencing is in having the conversations you're not used to, they're trying to use skills that you haven't fully developed yet. If they're changing the normal patterns of interaction that you might normally have, if you don't have the conversation, you're going to get the result you always get. You're going to fall back into your old patterns and, and not, nothing's going to change. And that actually can be okay, right? You might, like, you might have been, I, I will ask this of my coaching clients sometimes because they'll say, we want, I want X. I want to grow. I want to do this thing. We want to work differently. Um, and I will ask them at various points when we get into those difficult conversations, do you still want that now? Like you said you wanted this. I'm okay with you changing your mind. Um, if you want that, then I recommend you keep having this difficult conversation or there may be some other things we can do about it. Um, but so I think the answer is, do we have to have it? If you want things to change, yes. Yeah. And I think holding that intention around it, um, I think often if we're asking ourselves, do we have to do this? We're so good at coming up with... <laughs> But, but we could just do it this other way. Well, we could not talk about that part. We could focus over here. And often we bring a, a fair bit of sort of that expertise of, well, you know, good management practice. We should look at the budget. Um, or, you know. When no one these, has been talking about money the whole time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, that there's that, that sort of distractibility. or Like we, we can rationalize a thousand ways not to. Um, and that might be the right thing. And it might even be that we have to have this conversation, but, um, you know, one of us just isn't going to, it, it, one of us can't. It's too vulnerable. It's too, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think sometimes in groups like, oh, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, our, our childhood insecurities and how those show up in the workplace. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that could be a super good conversation. And if somebody's had a really traumatic childhood, I'm not. I, I, I can be present. I can hang out with y'all, but I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. and, and that even can be okay. Like it, it's not everybody has to get super vulnerable. You don't have everybody's dirty laundry on the line necessarily. You don't. So, so do we have to have exactly this conversation? Let's get really curious about why we think we don't want to. Let's mm -hmm. get curious about why we thought we should. Mm -hmm. And, and where is that? Like, where is the sort of discernment around why are we avoiding? Where is that coming from? Is it going to actually help us or not? Yeah. Where I land on a lot of this is, um, is about discomfort. Uh, and a lot of times when I work with groups, one of the things that I frame for them is discomfort is not an immediate sign of dysfunction. Like, simply because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. In fact, sometimes it means you're doing it right. Um, and, and the discernment there is actually about asking, is this a discomfort which is serving us or not? Is this the discomfort of change is actually trying to happen? Or is this the discomfort of, we are so far out of our depth that we can't learn from this? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I talk a lot with groups about how learning doesn't happen in your comfort zone, but it also doesn't happen in your panic zone. Right. And recognizing yeah. when so much has come up and we're so far away from, from what is familiar and comfortable that we now no longer can even learn from this process. And it is going to be traumatic or, or things like that. And we're going to re-trigger all sorts of stuff. Like 
I'm not saying, oh, if it's uncomfortable, if it hurts, do it. Um, that, that's not it either. And so I think where what you're pointing to is that when we notice that discomfort, when we start asking, do we have to have this conversation, it can be useful to, if possible, to step back and go, so what is it about this conversation that makes it difficult? What might be a slightly easier version of that that would still be useful to us? Um, that might be a little closer, might be a little safer, a little easier for us to do, so that we're still pushing outside of our comfort zone, but not so far out of it that we aren't able to move forward at all. Yeah, yep. Another way I frame that for folks is, you know, a, a lot of the communication that I work, work that I do is inviting vulnerability. And, and we know that if we want to be connected and we want to have really strong, safe, trusting relationships, that, that ironically, vulnerability is the road to safety. <laughs> That's this piece. Um, but the advice that I give folks is you need to do your own vulnerability management. Mm -hmm. And so if you're in this space doing this exercise or having the conversation and, and you're uncomfortable and it feels a little awkward and strange and vulnerable and that probably that's exactly your growth spot like that's probably exactly where you want to go if you are ready to crawl out of your skin and all you want to do is run screaming from the room yeah don't go there like <laughs> don't don't go that deep don't share that much don't you know like so when i say stretch into vulnerability it, it is within that safety parameter that you're talking about yeah and and sometimes it is the um level of feeling that tells you which way to go. Yeah. 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 Not, not all discomfort is useful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so once again, we're on the themes of curiosity and discernment and, and sort of looking at what's behind and what's underneath and, and what do we think the likely outcomes actually will be? Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for us for today. So until next time, I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnick. And this has been Employing Differences.